Wait a minute, wait a turn, minute. On the radio. turn on the radio My homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it though play it I hope you got in tune got He talking bigger business big He make a lot of moves lot of He talking Skakatoon Fresh off of news from PitchBook that Chicago uh, ranks number one in returns to investors The person who I saw that post come from is Vic Piscucci The managing director from uh, managing partner from LightBank uh, so, Vic, I figured I'd have you come in, check in with you guys, check in with you personally, uh, and also check in and talk about Chicago and where we yeah. rank to returns to investors. So, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. It's good to be back. Good to be here. You know, it's it's great to see the rest of the nation kind of catching on. It, it just took a you know a couple of headlines to get it. There. Took a while. It's it's interesting. Like you know, like I literally, you were the person on LinkedIn who posted it first, and I saw it. Yeah. I was like, oh my god! Like it was eight and a half x to yeah. to investors, which I think if you're if you're talking to people, which I know you do all the time, and I do occasionally from from both coasts. They would never believe that, and they, and they try to come up with some kind of BS line as to yeah. how that must have happened. Yeah, they'll try to find some outliers, but, I mean, the numbers are clear. It's like consistent returns at the highest rates across the country. Like, we know it from our limited partner base. We know it from our portfolio companies. People are like, yeah, it, it's clear. And then, you know, there's always, well, what about the Valley? And what about this? And what about that? And it's just, you know, the, the numbers are there. And it, I also think it's great because everyone now has this thesis yeah. Well, you can invest successfully between the coasts. I'm like, great thesis. We've been proving that out since like 2010. Hey, right? I, I'm good with <laughs> it know? being quiet for a little while. Yeah. Just keep let's let's just keep our heads down <laughs> over here. It's fine. You guys want to keep missing out on deals. That's totally hey, yeah, perfectly fine. You know, it's funny because everyone's coming to town, like all the venture funds, and it's like, you know, fine, help build the community. Sure. You know, but just you know, show your commitment. That's so like that's what I want to get into next on this conversation. Is it's interesting. There's there's clearly and you guys obviously do this very specifically. It's very uh, thought out and process driven for for LightBank. But um, one of the things that has always been, and I'm interested in your opinion on this. Honestly, the there's a, a good and a bad side of how Chicago investments has always gone. It's sometimes we lose out on some of the big time companies that go through because we don't fund them fast enough. Mm-hmm. But then other times. Because we don't fund them too fast, the companies actually learn how to run a business. Yeah. And you see very few. There have been a, a couple. Uh, obviously, Outcome Health is one yeah. that is, has had trouble. But even that one is, is like found that the investors decided to keep their money. What is it that Chicago investors could do better and are doing that has contributed to this? And what do you think the, the outside investors coming from the coast are going to need to learn to stay yeah. in check? Yeah. You know, I think at the end of the day, like we have a culture and community of just real people. Like real people that want to build real businesses that are game changing during businesses. Like we don't do like the flash in the pan, in and out types of things, yep. right? It doesn't matter if it's consumer side, Grubhub and Groupon, they're still here doing amazing things, or you're on their enterprise technology side, right? And that's the way we go about things. So I think people on the coast that come here to invest have to understand and appreciate that. And we don't have that community that's like, you know, I've spent a lot of time, too much time in the valley, like. No one's running across the street to change jobs because someone's got a better flavor of kombucha. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. that's what you see. Like, you go to San Francisco, it's like people are jumping across market going, you know, who's got the better this, that, and the other, right? We have people with commitment. And you've got to learn how to work with that. You've yeah. got to learn w- work within that, that environment because it's different than what we see. So, you know, and, and just because you plow a bunch of money doesn't mean our companies are going to grow any faster. Yeah. Because the numbers are clear, too, that, that have come out. I put this out a while ago. It's like just because you fund something with $30 million or an extra this – doesn't mean their exit's going to be any bigger. So you don't think that the $200 million raised for, for some sort of <laughs> cryptocurrency company that's a project soon to be an idea is not a great strategy? Yeah, so give someone $200 bucks at the seed stage and maybe you'll see a product in three years. 
I don't think that would. I don't think you will. To be yeah. honest, I know somebody gave me two hundred million dollars in an untraceable <laughs> cryptocurrency. I'm going to Vegas. Like <laughs> that's the end of it. I'm going to try to buy like a minority share in a team. Just see you later. <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah, we might buy the Carolina Panthers yeah. out for two and a half billion. Um, so you know, kind of with that said, it's it's interesting, and you guys obviously hang your hat in in the insure tech is one mm-hmm. place you guys are just crushing at, right. and that's one spot that they're and you know this obviously very well. There's other insurance-based type companies that are growing up on both sides of the coast, and they don't have the success yeah. that we have in Chicago. And I think it's honestly the funding is what it is. Like yeah. you can raise more or raise less. The strategic connections in Chicago and the way that we have a tight-knit community of people who are at a certain level. Yes, there are times you're going to step on each other's toes. Sure. But for the most part, it's still done with respect. It's like, yeah. listen, I'm going to step on your toe in about a week and a half with this deal, but yeah. stay clean. And, and I think in the coast, they, like you said, they just jump across the street. There's like absolutely no respect given. And yeah. if they come here with that, it's not going to work well for them. And it's not going to work well. And there's also that glorious passive aggressiveness thing that they've developed out there. Like, at least here we're up front. Are we talking about just New York? Or? <laughs> like, yeah, everyone's pretty good. Like, yeah, we're going to compete together against each other. We know we're going to be the same deals, but. You'll put your best foot forward. We'll put our best, and that'll be it. Yeah, we'll take it from there. So I think that's a you know that's a big difference. Well, that that I think is the reason you see the eight and a half X is because we are forced to show ourselves not in the terms necessarily mm-hmm. as much as it is in the support, right. the connections, the ability to work, put. We are giving you money for you to work, but we are going to go to work for you. Right. And if the ones who don't offer that sort of I call it like a three sided offer, if they don't offer founder friendly or at least founder supported terms, they don't right. offer enough money to make it worthwhile and they don't offer some kind of form of support yep. you're like I, for if i'm a founder i'm just telling you right now i would not take that check yeah. like that's not I mean, worth you've it you've got the connections in the community that are here like so we'll go to the insurance tech thing and the insurance thing like the folks that are here in town you guys have met kyle yep. and you've seen clear cover and other folks like kyle and that team they know insurance yeah right just like it's not they're not one of these well, things, he, like, was he was an american family yeah, he was, yeah, I mean, he was there i mean i met him when he was working in american family yeah. it was like this this kid's a genius, Kyle Nakasuji, who's been on this show, yeah. and we've talked about Kin Insurance, who's been yeah. on the show, Sean Harper, and awesome. Brad Weisberg from yeah. Snapsheet. Like exactly. we've got we've got Light Bank just coming right into the yeah. front window here. And these guys know insurance, right? Yeah. they're not walking around going, and they spend the time. They love it. insurance. Yeah, they don't just like, know what they love it. You know, you go to the coast, and you'd be like, you know, you get the you get that those attitudes of, well, you know, I worked at Google, and I therefore I'll know insurance. I'm like. I missed it, and like yeah. I don't get it. Like these guys spend the time they study, and then we're here, right? You've got American Family just down there, or up the road. Madison, you've got yeah. CNA, you've got Allstate, you've got State Farm, not far away. You've got the talent base that understands it, and we've got great technologists, so we're able to kind of put those things together. No, and it's a great point, and you actually hit on it again, sort of almost unintentionally, with the the mon- the amount of money that is raised across the coast and other places too, but in particular Silicon Valley. Uh, there's a belief that I worked as an engineer at Google and I raised $200 million, and so therefore I have time to learn insurance. Right. No. There's just this belief yeah. in it. It's like everyone thinks they're Elon Musk. Like yeah. That's just not, it's not. N- that's not how this goes. Um, what What is it about the companies that you guys in particular invest in? Like We mentioned a handful of them yeah. already, uh, but what is it that draws you to a certain company? You know, you know what's really going to drive us at the end of the day? It's going to be that entrepreneur and then the market they're going after. And we like to see those entrepreneurs that are bringing technology to the legacy industries, whether it's insurance, maybe it's the legal practice, whatever. Maybe it's banking, maybe it's investment management, maybe it's small business, who knows. Um, but it's going to be that entrepreneur first and foremost, and then making sure they're going after that right market. And that it's got to be that sizable market that's ripe for disruption. And the other thing we've talked about when you've been on the show before is uh, 
the, the founder focus mm-hmm. and, and looking into the founder. It's like, I think we, we mentioned this, whether it was on air or off air, sort of the idea that, you know, not necessarily are we dependent just on uh, the founder's great idea, but if the founder himself or herself is somebody who we think my bet is with them, yep. that we'll invest in a company just yep. because of the fact I think that this may not, this may pivot 17 times, but this is a thing. Like we know, especially because we're seed and series A shops, right? And so especially when we're investing at seed, like it's pretty notional. Like we know where we're going. We know what the plan is. But we also know the market's going to do weird, crazy things, and that pivot's going to happen. Yeah. So is this the type of right entrepreneur? Can she or he have that foresight and that bit of grit to grind it through, make the pivot, and get on to the next thing? And the other thing that is interesting about the founder, and kind of spinning this back to you personally, yeah. um, you know, I am obsessed with my business and process. I know you are the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also don't like working with people who are just – it's just nonstop – they can't ever like I, I'm still thinking about business. I wake up, yeah. I go to bed thinking about my job and I wake up thinking about my work, but I still enjoy golfing and I yeah. enjoy going out and I enjoy having you know drinks and going to games and stuff. Yep. And I feel like that makes a well-rounded founder. And one of the problems that we've had uh, with founders, even on stage that were particularly not trying to make fun of anybody, but like the CTO founder yeah. tends to be a little bit introverted and it becomes hard to have them be a CEO and sell the business. Like right. it's just not what they do well. So what is it for you personally that you get into and the things like, what have you, what did you and the family yeah. up to? <laughs> Jeez. Um, big question. Yeah, big question. So, you know, the, the family kind of never, kids never cease to amaze me, right? So, you know, it, my son is now the lead in a school play. So Is the YouTube uh, channel still rolling? YouTube channel still up and rolling. Nice. He's got his things happening. Got to give the plug. Do you yeah, remember the- Yeah, you know, so it's Victor-TV and then his YouTube page and he's like, Every time I turn around, you know, he's on there, he's filming, he's doing his thing. So he's got to lead and play. Um, he had to turn down a role in some other play <laughs> because he couldn't take two at once. So he's an ensemble and it's this community theater. It's and like, then, I'll let somebody else take yeah, the lead for this like, one. Yeah, he's like, I, I got to focus here. I'm like, all right, I appreciate you. I like focus. that, yeah. Like, and I appreciate you're going to step up to the mic and actually do two and not one. Yeah. Be, be, you if up. you're going to do something, be yeah. great at it. Don't, don't know, be half what you half love, ass. And this is your passion. Let's get after it. That's awesome. And I'm just happy he's on the couch less and, and spending more time for hers and his lines doing his thing. That's a, that's a thing. Like, yeah. There's so many kids that are just like I see them out and about. And it's like they're all buried in their phones and their video mm-hmm. games and stuff. It's like get out and do something. Like yeah. You've got to learn a trade. Learn something. Get good at something. Yeah. You know, and then it was funny. My, <laughs> my daughter, um, you know, I see her like on her phone like she's like thumbing something out and this was a couple months back i'm like what are you doing she's like i'm running a slime company bro I'm like, what you, what? i mean what first of all let's talk about the bro um, thing yeah and this is san francisco yeah, like she's like i've been to your office they call you bro i'm like they're making fun of me because i'm older than them yeah and you know i was like what are you doing so you know what was silly putty to you and i kids call slime now and they make it themselves and they sell it. oh yes i've actually heard of this we had we had a kid on uh, on the startup showcase, which you've been on yeah. uh, on Saturday, who actually had a slime business, they started on the side and was like, "I'm sorry, run this by me again. This yeah. is a slime. They make their own colors." Like, but then it gets weird, right? Because you go shopping for the like, it's borax and it's glue and food coloring. Like, you run to any of the suburb like CVSs and yeah. you're, they're all out. Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, tell me about this business you're running. She's like, well, got mom's. Uh, Prime account, and now I just got all my stuff coming on subscribe and save. I'm like, See, I would have so thought you it was your, your mom's phone to get your supplies, and now you're happy you're making 50, you're getting better margins by 15% because it's just coming to the house. I I'm was like, just going to say, if it's your daughter, I was assuming she was going to start throwing EBITDA around. Like, well, you know, I, I don't know what RRR is, but uh, you know, we'll see where we are. She's like, I'm getting better. She goes, I make more money. I'm like, well, how do you know what you can charge? She goes, well, I just looked what everyone else is charging, and I said my stuff is better, and so I raised my prices. How old like, is your daughter? 13. 
I was like, so you figured out supply chain optimization and price elasticity. I said, I know some folks on the West Coast that takes them a couple million dollars to blow through before they figure out that. Seriously. And, <laughs> and, and colleges wonder why they're under attack. Yeah. You don't even, she's 13 years old and she learned Scott, more than an she MBA. She did it on an Instagram account. And then I saw, I checked in with her like last week. I'm like, hey, what's up with the slime company? She's like, ah, I made enough money. I'm bored now. It's like. And that's where the young kids come yeah. in. Because like, it's, it's amazing. The story's amazing all the way up until then. And then it's like, oh my God, you lose focus on things in like <laughs> yeah. six minutes. Like, yeah. you, like, it's actually funny. We had a, we just hosted a lunch and learn at tech nexus on how to sell your company and so we i had everyone we come in like there's about 70 so people that were in the in the thing uh how many people own a business and i'd say maybe half the room open their hand up and how many people have an exit strategy like four people yeah. open their open their hand up and then i we started asking a couple random questions and got to this part where um a bunch of people came in and said that they had started these businesses with the purpose of exiting in two years or less and i was like like yeah. there was an like the specific purpose was like well i don't want to do this for like a long time it was like i mean they may some of them yeah. were they might might well sell the business but it was just like holy cow like yeah. it's not a, an, an uncommon thing and then i have a, a mentor kid at marquette yep. and he called me the other day he's like i was working on this manufacturing company through school yep. i started a, a blockchain company i don't want to be a ceo and i don't really want to like do this long term but like i want to i've got like seven paying customers uh clients in in milwaukee and i want to like scale it up a little bit and then move on like this is a thing that kids yeah. this age now do you know i think it's one thing and and i think part of it's a good thing like when when some of the founders are self-aware enough to know that you know what i'm a good product yeah ceo and i think i can get the product in the business to this stage and then i have to bring someone else in to take it to the next yep. level and you know you've got some of those so i'm okay with that yeah and then i'm also okay with those founders that are just like you know what i i, I don't think unless I can bring in like a fully like someone that's done the full scale. Yeah. Like some of them are just like, I'm more comfortable taking a company from like zero to five than five to 10. Yeah. Like I want to do zero to fives my whole career. I'm like, that's good too. But the ones that would like, I want to flip in two years. I was like, yeah, I can't unless do. you have an exact, yeah. like I, unless it's been done before and I know what you're doing. Like yeah. I, I'm totally okay. I, I was one of the people who did it myself. Like I, I totally get that. I, yeah. I get it. If, if you know the line, you know exactly clear path. It's not complicated. But the guys who actually think they're going to be able to build it and flip it and sell, like, yeah. the hell out of here. But I think to your, your original point, I think it's really important, like I said, to have those outsized interests. Like, yeah, it's going to be the passion for the business that takes people and draws people in and draws your customer in. But the more fully rounded you are and the more you bring to the table in terms of who you are and what you do, the better you're going to be at this thing. Or, right. yeah, whatever it is. Whatever yeah. it is. like, And it's going to take that to really draw people in. Like, yeah, people are going to get attracted because of the passion you have for your business. But you know what? They're going to be in the trenches with you for five, seven, ten years, however long it yeah. is. You know, you better be doing something else. Well, and, and more, to, to, to give you an example that, that the audience that will, will know, and I know you know, Matt Matros and Protein Bar. Sure, yeah. Perfect example yeah. of a person. Now he's got limitless coffee yeah. and, and tea. A person who knew that he had a great idea, a great product, cool thing. People lined up out the store. He was actually the speaker at our Lunch and Learn. Nice. Uh, and so we're sitting here talking about it. He's like, it took me six months to find out I don't want to be a CEO of a company that has 20 plus yeah. store, stores. So it was like, I, I sold my shares out and yeah. not all of them, but a good portion. And I started another thing and he will do, I almost, I could bet dollars to donuts. He will do the exact same thing with Limitless and he'll yeah. do something else after that. Absolutely. And you know, we recruit like from that light bank network for our companies like that. Like people are like, Oh, isn't, you know, Brad going to be upset. You know, you're recruiting from his company. I'm like, everybody knows, like they have those employees that like once a company gets to, a thousand people like 
they're more small company people. Yeah. And everyone knows that. They're like, okay, let's go start something else. Companies look different yeah. at different stages. And some people are good at certain stages. Yeah. And in that self-awareness to know where you're best to play, it's that's fantastic. And there's also, I think, a, a, a certain glutton at the top at times. Where, like you look at like Tempest as an example. Like you've mm-hmm. got so much amazing talent. Right. And these people are, are they're amazingly talented and they stay driven for a reason. Mm-hmm. If you can't give them a place to go, continue to go up the ladder, they're gonna they're gonna leave. Yep. And it'd be better to you to place that talent in another portfolio company yeah. than to leave them sit there and be like, well, you just have to wait your turn because the old days of sitting there and working 25 years up the channel is gone. Like, yeah, like it or not, not it's there. gone. Yeah. No, it's not It's not there. And I think, you know, it's it's funny. Like, we have, like, go back to the original thesis, like, we have networks here in Chicago that are really like nothing else. Yeah. Like, so we, you know, we have over half of our portfolio that's in the Midwest. And our core portfolio, I'd say 76% is, is here in Chicago. And you know that enables us to do some amazing things. Like we, we optimize this leadership position we have here, and I say we cherry pick what we think is best on the coast that fit our model and the type of entrepreneurs we like, and have that understanding of how to deploy capital and grow businesses. But you know we had a CEO in from from the West Coast yesterday, right? and he's he's sold two companies already, two big exits. You know this one he's self funding, and the business he's in is kind of. Uh, just loosely described it's in the kind of legal field like yeah. automating the legal processes i'm like yeah you know come in and so i'm an ex-lawyer so are some of my partners so we're able to talk in a different everybody level in chicago is a lawyer yeah <laughs> everybody and so he comes in i'm like you know what we're gonna run your product through three of the highest profile most successful startup gcs that are out there i'm gonna take you to the gc of groupon uptake and tempest and we're gonna see what they think of the product and the guy's face just goes blank he's like Venture capitalists don't do that. He's like, I've never seen anyone be able to do those types of things. Yeah. Like, he's like, I've done two companies, almost three now, and he's gotten all his money from Sand Hill Road. He's like, you can't walk into any of the Sand Hill Road offices and get three GCs to look at your product yeah. that you're trying to build for them and for yeah. the market and get their feedback right then and there. And that's what makes Chicago a special place. I was going to say, that, that gets back to the support yeah. point where, like, and I've said this, and honestly, I'm sure, and I know you've said this a thousand times, um, but I say this to the, some of the founders that we meet with, and it's like, and I kind of mean it. Like, it, it's not, I don't want to say that it's generalized and this is just flatly the case, but when you say to a company, like, what we can provide you is 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 as much support, and maybe is, is more important, the support yeah. that we're going to give is more important than the money. And if they frown at that, it's like, well, where's our money? It's kind of like, I don't yeah. think this is a fit. Like, yeah. I, I just don't think you understand how this works. Yeah, and, you know, you don't need these you know, some of the firms have built like, well, we have an HR partner, we got an IT partner, we got this partner, we got all this. What you pay for? Yeah, like what you pay, and it's like, I don't. It doesn't need to be that corporate of a setup. It's yeah. Like you have a network, you have people that have worked in your network, you have people that you funded, you have your portfolio companies, and you have your industry connections. They're like, yeah, we'll just get you in front of them. It's not that hard. Like we don't need a staff of. 150 people at our venture firm to no. handle these things. It's like, this is a community. This is how we do The things. line is clear. Peter Rahal from RX Bar is a perfect quote. Uh, and I think I told you this the last time we talked or whatever, but like when they exited to, to Kellogg, I've known Peter since yeah. childhood. Um, and uh, his when he was thinking of getting it away from the kitchen, so they were in their, their parents' kitchen in the basement, That's literally, awesome. is how they started this. <clears throat> it's like our sixth grade basketball team. <laughs> uh, that was our sixth grade <laughs> basketball team. It's all Sam McBride, Jared Smith, Peter Rahal, uh, Brennan Marshall's sister, Megan, like it's, it's our sixth grade basketball team. They're all rich now, a lot richer than I am. I should have played better basketball. Um, but at any rate, he went to his dad and was like, you know, when do I know it's time to raise money and get going? And his dad was like, 
he looked at him just totally befuddled and was like, sell a thousand bars and then you yeah. don't raise money. Yeah, exactly. And and that's like for us, I look at it like, and when I say us, I mean Chicago, like one of the things that we and Lightbank, you guys excel at this maybe better than anyone in town, is you here's here's the money to keep the lights on, go. Uh Go sell a thousand bars, and while you're busy doing a thousand bars, I'm going to go find people who are going to yep. want a company that buys sells a thousand bars. Right, like yeah. done. Yeah. And the rest of this right. stuff is just whatever it is. Right. Um, so before we get into some of the car, or some of the the companies you guys have invested in recently, Carly's is yeah. one that I'd love to talk about. Uh, I have to catch up on on how getting back into MMA is. <laughs> you had you had the you had the hip replacement. You, yeah. you can't kick the shit out of people as much as you used to, but you can at least grapple a little bit. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. I'm getting back into shape on things. I getting back into shape. I haven't seen you out of shape. I don't want to see you out of shape. What the So hell? my you know unfortunately my wife will probably find out after she's the show. So I did sign up. We can edit this out. It's yeah, fine. So fine. Let's edit that out. She'll kill us both. All right. So <laughs> I did sign up for for another another show, another <laughs> and then I went in for the physical, and it was like the immediate like they no. DQ'd the whole thing. They're like, no. So they do actually. I was I was actually curious if they. I mean, I'm sure there's liability, so they gotta be careful. But yeah, like, it's like they wanted a full physical. They wanted to sign off. I was wow. like, he's like, uh. Uh-uh. So it's not like tough mutter where you can just make it up and be like, yeah, waiver sign. No, yeah, it was like there was the real deal. So you know, I just have to be you know, semi. Pro amateur. I was joking about this to the guys before, but yeah. when we uh, when we get this thing to live stream and have the studio set up, I, I'm gonna have you show. I'm too much uh, of a weenie for this, so I'm I'm <laughs> out. But I'm gonna have you show Feed Man Sean some of your grapple moves. I want to see how this thing works. Uh, I don't know if he's signed up for it yet, but he just did. <laughs> I, I think it'd be hilarious because I just I find it fascinating because and here's a another segue before we get into the the, the conversation of the companies. I find so many people from this space, whether it's VC space or it's just high tech and and I would say executive level folks that all, whether they come from an athletic background or they are inclined athletically now, there's a competition edge that you need yeah. to keep. And I feel like, you know, I keep it to a certain degree with the deal, deal making and stuff like that. And sure. you do the same thing, but it's like somewhere down the, ro- the road, like I got to physically yeah. something has yeah. to come out and it's. You know, I just think it's another avenue of yourself, and, and everyone's got their own things and sure. whatever it is. But it's like you're the best sower ever. Yeah, it's, it's like perfectly you know, fine. you got to develop around. I think a lot of different in order to like keep up with everything that's going on and just keep yourself sharp. But like you got to look at all things, like intellectually, spiritually, physically, mentally, and just stay on top of things. And it just all helps, right? So it, a well-rounded person. And the, at the end of the day, and like this isn't just about sea level and founders and leadership. Mm-hmm. This is for everybody in the world. Um, However busy you are, and I know people, like, I hear it all the time, you hear it all the time, Um, too busy, don't have time, got kids, got this, it's like, come on, man. Everybody, everybody's got, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people have kids. A lot of people have kids, a lot of people have a full-time job, a lot of people have a high-powered, high-stress job. If you got to work out at 9, like for me, it's 9.45 in the morning is a lull. So I come in, 8, do all this stuff, 9.45, I disappear for 45 minutes, and that's my lull. you got to find a space for it. So, you know, I was joking with someone, I'm like, just... Like, well, you know, I need 12 hours of sleep. I'm like, you better learn to sleep faster. Arnold, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger quote. I was like, I'm sleeping less and faster. I'm like, that is just like, you got to find your own spot. I don't, yeah, I don't, I mean, I can tell you this, that, that they're, normally I can say you can work around stuff. I'm sorry, 12 hours of sleep is just not, that's not no. gonna, that's a bear. No. That's not, no. that's not yeah, how this works. Like, no, be happy if you can do like, I, I've got it down to like three and four hour increments. I yeah. feel good about that. Yeah. Like, pretty happy with that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the actual companies you guys are invested in, a little bit more about what you look for yeah. uh, and what, you're, what you would like to see more of uh, in, in the ecosystem here in Chicago and, and abroad. Because yeah. we are, as you mentioned, 
for all the reasons you mentioned. Chicago is sort of like Apple just announced they're going to have a product announcement in Chicago. We are on the tech map now to where I am getting calls from companies like our last showcase. We had five companies from New York, Austin, Detroit, Los Angeles, San Francisco. We had there was no Chicago companies. They're all coming here thinking, well, you guys do well. I'd like to get involved. Uh, So we'll learn a little bit about what you're looking for outside of just Chicago, but. One of the most recent ones that you guys invested in was Carly's. Yep. Tell me a little bit about that. You know, Carly's, that, you know, that was like almost one of those quintessential light bank type of deals. Yeah. It was, you know, it, it was it was like a quintessential deal in that we were business builders. Like, we build businesses. Like, we first saw Carly's, the business, you know, a year and a half ago. And we're just like, love the space, love what they're doing. You know, we look at my background in auto, my partner Bill's background in consumer, what we've done with Driven. I was in the board of True Car. And we're like, okay, leasing, that's probably the last bastion within the auto industry that has been touched. And we looked at it and saw the management team that was there at the time. It was like, not the team we can 100% get behind. Yeah. But, you know, so they're looking to raise money. Didn't think they were that fundable at the time. And we're like, wait a second. We know lots of people in this yeah. space, right? So we ended up investing in the company. And then we put our whole network power behind it, right? So we invested we actually bought the company took our restructured it brought all the assets in and then we wrapped around all the people we know so mitch Gallup, original founder of cars.com yep. not only does he decide to come out of retirement to do this he's like i'm putting my own money in with yours um and then of course all this other amazing guys that are here in town yeah. right so kane grauk's coming in kane gaura comes in justin comes in so the driven team um, GM, XGM from eBay Motors, and then, you know, we've got the trunk club contingency that's like, yeah, we want in, yep. we want to do this thing. And then, like, great. And then, you know, Andy O'Dwyer, so we got to get get you in front of Andy. Um, Andy was a cars.com guy. He was at Curiosity, perfect CEO for the space. Um, we um, took in some more engineering talent that came from, from Uptake, put around, and now this thing's just off and running. It's like, we just invested essentially at a seed, and the thing's like already printing money. So we're that's like, awesome. This is fantastic, and it's just bring the right talent, bring the right team. It's the right market. We can help. We can support. We know the right distribution partners. Like you see the obvious connections. Like oh yeah, Kyle Clearcover. Yeah. You know Garley's. Oh right, you're leasing. Let's it's perfect insurance. Let's get it right there on the spot. Let's make it get it done in two or three clicks. Package deals. Let's get you the like the most efficient. Let's get you the exact car you want at the terms you want, at the best price that's out there, let's get it delivered to your house, and then let's get you the broadest insurance that's out there at the cheapest price, you're done. You couldn't get a better time for this deal, to be honest. I mean, obviously, you guys know that's why you did it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, as a person, like I'm an early adopter on lease trader. Every car I've had since 2005 is yeah. a lease trader, um, which they're going yeah. down downhill because of car, carlease.com in particular. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of that. I've always been a fan of not just leasing cars, but also leasing them online where it's like yeah. quick deal and I can just look at everything. Um, but you're seeing the market. And for a while, I think leasing was always kind of a yeah. dicey thing, proposition. Like people didn't understand it. So I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. Market need, but the market doesn't have anyone that they can trust. Yes. Like, should I lease or shouldn't I? Like just they don't understand the terms. Them. Like people like, don't get that sixty percent. Like if you pay for a lease, I'm paying for sixty percent ownership of the car, roughly give or take. Yeah. And so when when people would go in, the reason they get hosed in a lease, and this is me because the first one I got hosed hard. <laughs> I walked in the car, I'm like, so sixty percent. I'm like trying to figure out how much money I owe them, and you know I, I got destroyed. If you go back and you look, you can negotiate and be like, well, I'm only using twenty thousand miles. That's not sixty percent of the nope. car. Right. And like, but now with lease trader and things like yeah. uh, things like Carly's. 
the market is forced yep. to put it in the best position for you. Otherwise, they won't move cars. You can get that transparency, not just of your financing terms, but what the market terms are out yep. there. Like, so what should I be paying for leasing you know, a Ford Explorer here in Chicago? Yep. And then is leasing right for me based on my financial considerations and where I want to go with things and how I spend my money? And, and how recklessly I drive. Exactly. And how many <laughs> reckless miles I do a year, yeah. right? So am I doing And there's where the insurance comes in, and that's yeah. where Brad from Snapsheet <laughs> comes in as well. I get the camera right, right. out, get a GoPro on the car. <laughs> Just keep taking snapshots of all the right. damage I cause. Right. So that's how do you think ClearCover's doing their auto physical Very damage. well. Oh, right. I have no so doubt. So it's, it's awesome just to see, first of all, to see those three entrepreneurs come together yeah. in the same room. It's perfect. Right? You get Weisberg, you get Kyle, you get Andy, and it's just like... And like you fun. said, the team that you've built around Carly's mm-hmm. is a huge value to Brad right. and to and to yeah. Kyle. I mean, right. to pull on those people with that experience is invaluable. Yeah. No, Worth way more money than you ever would give yeah. them. I mean, you know, I tell people, like, great entrepreneurs can get money anywhere. Yeah. They can. It's true. Yeah. It's like, why ours and why are we right for them? $700 round trip to... Uh, to San Francisco and tell people you went to Stanford. There's a million two sitting there waiting for you. <laughs> That's right. Don't even have an idea yet, but I'm thinking hard. <laughs> no right. problems. Um, and, you know, the other part is like just from a market standpoint for those listening, like the if you if you're not aware, you don't pay attention to auto tech and things like that. Uh, Volvo just launched their their mm-hmm. new subscription model. Porsche right. has been running the subscription model for yeah. a while, still kind of tweaking how that's yeah. going to work. Uh, but the gist of this is is that the expectation is that cars. Are a car company like Volvo is going to create a fleet of cars that is insured. Everything's good to go. I mean, literally, almost gas. If it's electric, it's everything. So you know, I'm paying $500 a month. I get this. If I pay $700 a month, I get the XL. Um, And what you guys are creating with this is the ability for every car company to essentially compete with that. And every car company to do that. And there's going to be that section of the country that's going to want what the OEMs are doing. Yeah. But then there's like the whole rest of the country where the average car on the road is. 11 years old yep. that just wants to understand should I do just a basic fundamental lease to start with yeah and then if we want to do the all-in-ones it's like once you've already solved people's basic needs at the right time to introduce to them the next generation of what a lease is or should be it's really easy oh as for sure as opposed to like starting there in the first place and getting people to understand and get their head around it and it's an unintended consequence um, you know not like you mentioned all the OEMs not all the OEMs are in a position financially to, to do the subscription right. and adapt to the future right. and this is whether it's good or bad for Carly's I'm not sure but the uh, the reality is it does give some extra time for some of the OEMs to get their shit together and be able to figure out like how are we going to do this and the way I look at it too it's like eh, maybe it's a bad time but like people essentially trust Amazon more than they trust the OEMs, right? Yeah, they I would agree. trust their technology providers. So, yes. Like the first time they get into a lease, are they going to want to do this kind of amorphous thing from the auto company that they don't want to give their data to and they don't quite trust? Yeah. Or are they going to go to, you know, what is a neutral third party, carlease.com, explains what's going on, the good and bads of these cars, of the terms, of what they're doing and what their needs are. And then you can take Well, yeah, just ask Volkswagen. Like, that's right. That's right. See if they want to tell yeah. you how this whole thing right. works. And, you know, what do you think most of the OEMs like said no to telematics? Yeah. Because the consumers are pretty clear. Like, there's no way we're giving them our data. And the best part is for, for Carly's is if they continue to grow the user base, they're safe. Yeah. Like, just take care of your people and just methodically and pragmatically roll out from market to market to market. To market. Very cool. Tell me a little bit more about what other companies you guys are looking for. Well, what you're looking for in companies, I should say. Yeah, you know, it's it's always gonna it's it, it's like bank, right? So it's always gonna be that entrepreneurial DNA and those entrepreneurs that drive it. 
but you know at the broadest base we're looking for those legacy industries that need technology it could be in financial services it could be in consumer brands or it could be in discrete applications of vertical software to do things and i know you're a blockchain guy yeah so i, I got to assume that blockchain is something that you're so maybe not interested in investing in at the moment but i know i'm definitely interested in investing in blockchain i'm still looking at a lot of blockchain companies you know it, it's just I, I i want to find the team that understands that as a fundamental technology, it's going to change the way corporations work, that it's a certain sale. And it's a long term. And you better be able to have be the type of entrepreneur that can walk into a room of senior executives that at the end of the day, don't like you. Yeah. And command their respect so that they're going to change the way not just they're operating their technology, but the way they're doing their business. Right. And it's not going to be somebody that doesn't understand the fundamentals of business yeah. or how corporations work or what the true value proposition is. And whether you're going out of a corporate B2B side or even going to the consumer, it's like, why was the consumer going to do this? Show me. And and so that signal to noise ratio um, is just way out of whack right now. And, you know, I started, and we've talked about it, right? I, so yep. I started in, in, in Bitcoin and blockchain in relatively late compared to some people in 2013, Sydney started a large, large financial institution, just amazed at the fact that a currency got created absent a financial institution, absent a government. And it got me more into blockchain. And so I saw it as the future of everything. Yeah. And I was, I got a little cranky the other day. I'm like, okay, 2013, I wanted a new financial service, a new financial infrastructure, and I got fricking crypto kitties. Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Like, where, are the, you know, where's that entrepreneur horsepower going? Like, and there's some really smart firms in CryptoKitties, right? But it's like, not what I'm looking for, not what I want. It's like, and then it's like, it was the CryptoKitties that took down the network. Yeah. Right? Because everyone wanted to buy one. I was like, oh, it's not. We're this so is like, we could go, we could literally have a whole other show on just this topic because I, I actually, I talked, I have a, I'm coming on another guy's podcast in uh, uh, Raj Nation who was on this show a while ago, uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, talking about this exact topic that whether it's the crypto piece, it just happens to be that because I think you got a lot of people who are yeah. diving into it that previously were not entrepreneurs, were not investors. They're just new to this whole thing. But there's this get rich quick attitude yeah. that it, it, it's like a cancer. It just crushes, it ruins all of yep. the legitimacy. It makes it more difficult for the real people and it pisses the hell out of me. Right. It's like, well, you know, now everyone's a miner, right? Because I spent three grand on Amazon and I bought a rig and now I'm mining. You know, ETH in my garage. I'm like, so not what it's fucking about. Right? Yeah. It's like, create value, long term, game changing, viable companies. They're going to be selling slime soon, dude. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Right. It's all good. It's all, I should have said bro and just completed <laughs> yeah, the circle. Sure. Like, don't worry, bro. I'm selling slime. No, it's so true. And, and honestly, like, and I have to look at, I'm trying to put your hat on as I'm looking at this and I'm going, I got to calm my nerves and just say, listen, th this is going to happen. It's going to weed out the losers because <clears throat> we're going to get to a position where we're going to go, anyone who came in here not trying to create wealth and not trying to create something that was, and I don't want to use the word scalable in a cheesy yeah. way, but something that was usable right. across platform, I got no interest in you. You showed your colors early. Yeah. You're out. So it's like, you know, a lot of people have drawn this analogy. It's not like I'm that freaking smart, but it's like, it, it, it's still like the, you know, Internet 96. Yeah, it is Internet 2.0 in a lot of ways. You know, it's like 96 with, like, wrong people trying to do the wrong things and make quick bucks yep. on the Internet or, you know, what was. Well, next time they'll lose all their money, so it's, it's, yeah, it's all right. relative. That's right. It's all so, relative. you know, it'll come around. I have the confidence in it because at the end of the day, technology is truly game-changing. Yeah. Right? It's, it's enabling us to do things that we've never done before, right? 
to take a digital asset, whatever it is, and transfer it across the internet in a real-time safe way that can't be reproduced, I think the fundamentals are there. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and to give a little pro tip on and be completely transparent on something as a good learning motion, when you talked about those uh, leaders who have to be able to go into a boardroom and explain the future of business to older people who don't want them there in the first place, I was that person yeah. uh, in 2012, and I failed miserably walking into boardrooms and manufacturers and telling them that there's a new way of doing things. And it ended up becoming M-Hub. Right. But there was yeah. a new way and a new a new sheriff in town. And I got so fed up and so pissed listening to the the, the, the frowd brow and the, yeah. mm, you, what do you know? And and I was sitting there telling them, like, you guys are all going to go out of business. And most of those people I talked to are, in fact, out of business yeah. now. But it did not help me out at all. And it was one of the best lessons of all time was to go back and be like, wow, you may be as smart as you think you are, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. If you can't figure out how to convey the message to people, you're out. Yeah. You want to be right or you want to be effective? You know, and it's hard because we were all there, like, you know, especially earlier in our career. Same, I was the same way. It's like, great, Vic, you've now become the smartest asshole in the room. Yeah. Right? No one wants to work Well, with you, you could have turned to grappling and just knocked the shit out of the guy and it would have been over, but yeah. Yeah, and it probably, you know, I, I would have been less effective there because it's like you can't, you got to know when to fight. Right. You can't. That's you can't. Ju- it's a perfect. That's the deal. It's like not everything is a battle. Like sometimes you just go, listen, this isn't a war. I'm not trying to win. Just I'm just trying f- to work with you. You know, like one of the greatest teachers. That, you know, you got to flow with a go. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is awesome. Thank you again for taking the time. Uh, where do people go to learn more about any of the companies you've talked about, yeah. as well as connect with you guys and follow Lightbank? Um, you know, Lightbank.com. I'm also hit me up on Twitter with a DM at Victor Pascucci three. Um, don't say four, otherwise you'll get my son. Um, which isn't that which bad either. Is which is a, a completely different me. stuff, but yeah. it's still entertaining, and he might have more followers yeah. than you. He probably does. He I, does. He does, and he's much more inciting, much more interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Very cool. Vic, thank I you so know. much for uh, for coming in. Great seeing you as always, man. Of course. You can catch this episode of more at Technori.com. Download the podcast on iTunes. Stay connected by following us on Facebook and Twitter at Technori or follow me at Katoon. Boom, that's a wrap. 